welcome back to Wolverine-ish, the podcast where we try to tell other Wolverines on campus other people's stories of how they've broken into various things and inspire people to push past the status quo. On today's episode, we have uh, my very good friend Uche. Uche is a master's uh, of information student at the School of Information, and he is also um, a gymnast for our school, and he has uh, done various things within the athletic world, and today we want to share his story uh, to help inspire anyone that might want to go into student athletics and what that might be and show that um, you can really push past the status quo with respect to student athletics, studying, getting a job, and various things. So welcome, Uche. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Not bad, not bad. It is great to see you. Um, It has been a while since we last talked, but I have been admiring you from afar, Um, both of us having done computer science for our undergrads. I'm a senior in computer science now. You've continued to do the MSI program here. Um, And so if you would take a little bit of time to tell others about um, how you got into being on the gymnastics team at Michigan, how you got into Michigan, were you recruited for gymnastics, did you come here for CS? How was that process like? Just tell us your story to start off. All right, so to make sure that my story is not too, too long, um, basically, I started gymnastics at the age of four. Um, my best friend, Kevin, he pretty he was like pretty crazy and I was crazy too. So we just tried doing backflips on a trampoline and <laughs> landed on our heads and stuff. So then, right. so then I took that and I was like, all right, I learned a backflip. I was three actually, um, three and a half. And then tried to do a backflip off of my couch and my mom saw me and I landed on my head and she was like, Uche, from this day on, you're going to gymnastics. <laughs> so then just practicing, practicing, practicing for countless years. And then Hurricane Katrina happened and my brother, he was on the football team for his high school. And it was either he had to quit or I had to quit. And so he decided to quit uh, playing football so like my mom could handle all of our family members staying with us as well as taking me to practice because it would Mm -hmm. be too hard to take us both so from that just from that uh i was like eight years old or something i was like okay i can never quit gymnastics like let's see i'm gonna take this to the top um and then i had another breakthrough at 12 where this is where my computer science stuff came to mind um i was Mm -hmm. i was a big computer gamer i played runescape (laughs) really yeah i remember that back in the day that's going way back yep made pk videos all that stuff so i got big into like you know playing around hacking runescape all this stuff whatever (laughs) making bots and as one does (laughs) and my um my neighbor who was like my second mother she uh, was giving me dirt bike lessons and for Christmas, I was talking to my mom whether to get a dirt bike or a computer, and I decided to go with the computer. So from there on out, um, I started taking gymnastics more seriously and skateboarded a little bit, but started taking gymnastics very serious until my mm-hmm. junior year of high school. Um, when I was a junior in high school, um, still addicted to a computer, still flipping, but I was also like on a track team and I got my first uh college like recruitment letter for track. And wow. okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like really shook because I was like, "Wait, I'm a gymnast. I don't really care about track. What's going on?" 
Right, and so right. I started digging deep because my parents didn't like my parents don't really know how to use the Internet and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so I started digging deep and uh, uh, looking for schools with gymnastics. So I came up with like a packet with like my skills, my performance, all that stuff. Reached out to Michigan. Um, I went to a couple Penn State camps to, from time to time. Um, right. Reached out to Michigan and um usually during the recruiting process where like they take us to like come visit and stuff like that i was in nigeria so like i wouldn't be able to do any of that recruiting process mm-hmm. so right. uh longer story short so i ended up applying to the wrong school at first and <laughs> applied i applied to michigan state by accident <laughs> um i'm from maryland That's... i'm from maryland right. so you know like i didn't really know I didn't know, like, the difference. Like, I did, No, that, but... that's totally fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> I did, but, you know, I, I wanted maize and blue, and I applied to green and white, and then my friends told me about that. So, um, <laughs> I ended up applying very, very late, and um, at Nationals, um, right after getting, like, awards and stuff, I walked to the coach... Like, I had a conversation with the University of Michigan head coach, Kurt Golder, mm-hmm. and... Me not knowing I was already in, uh, my parents already knew, he, like, told me, like, congratulations, and I was, like, so excited, like, from there, um, I was like, whoa, I'm in Michigan and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. what a way to hear your acceptance, I guess, you know, just talking with the coach about you wanting to come, he's like, oh, well, you're already in. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) and then, and then from there, like, I signed stuff, and then came in the summer, uh, for summer bridge, a lot of athletes and honor students, I believe, were doing that. And then yeah. um, my older brother wanted to be accounting his first year, but switched to computer engineering. So then I'm like, okay, I like computer stuff, and he told me how he likes it. So I was in LSNA, and I just transferred to computer science engineering. Cool, gotcha. Well, you know, it's it sounds like you've been you know flipping and coding for a long time, so. <laughs> as as you put it and um how would you say that one should go about pursuing um a student athlete type of role because like you said that you reached out to these schools the first recruitment letter that you got was actually for track and not for gymnastics and i think that's something that um a lot of people face um it, it might not be super common but like you know people often do play more than one sport in high school that's definitely not unheard of so how would somebody go about reaching out to schools? Is there like some process that some people might not know about because we want to help people see, you know, how exactly can you get into student athletics and does it have to be in high school? Uh, are there walk-ons for all sports or is it some sports or what, what have you? So, um, so for my situation with gymnastics, um, so gymnastics for men's, at least, I don't know about uh, women's, but for men's gymnastics, in Maryland, it wasn't a high school sport. So mm-hmm. track, football, soccer, um, recruitment letters just came to the school. And then during class, like, uh, like the, the teacher came up to me and was like, oh, we have this letter for you. Um, since gymnastics was a club sport, it's outside of all that. Um, right. It doesn't, it wasn't school related at all. So... Um, I'm sure, like, like if you do really well, like, you'd hear from people, like, like, go to camps, 
do that stuff. So like I went to camps, got involved with the gymnastics community. People saw me talk to coaches and stuff like that. And I realized like from the Penn State coach, for example, when I was in ninth grade, it was my first time going to that camp. Uh, he was like, oh, well, send me a bunch of videos and stuff. And so I made like a, a YouTube video, like a snippet and all that stuff. And I was like, wait, this is like my recruitment package. Like, so I started sending it to other coaches. So I'm like, guys, look out for right. me, look out for me. So that's the process that everyone should be going through. Um, you don't want to start late. I would say sophomore year at earliest and junior year at latest. Um, because when you're a senior, it's already like they already have their eyes on the juniors who are now seniors, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you'd want to start early and just reach out, go to camps, show them videos. And, um, yeah, from there, hopefully you have a good conversation, get to meet the coach and go there and stuff. For sure. Do you think people have that type of chance to still reach out to coaches if they think they're um, good enough or can be good enough to play on a college team, like, once they enter? Like, if there are any freshmen out there, they're like, man, I really think that I could play X sport should they try reaching out to a coach is that worthwhile do you think like wait you mean like a freshman in college trying to play like a sport yeah yeah Yeah, so um i heard about it with like football like i have a friend um he didn't really come to to michigan like university of michigan to play football but he was like oh they have an awesome football team uh let me try out so they have like tryouts and stuff um so like for gymnastics um we have like the first few months, like you can try out basically, uh, got to talk to the coaches first always, but, mm-hmm. um, maybe for football, there's like a big tryout day and then everyone can just show up then. But right. gymnastics isn't like that, but there is some sort of tryout mechanism. Cause like, if you have someone who's really, really good and he's not on a team, like you'd want him on a team. So you'd want to, exactly. you want to yeah. give him a chance. So for all those out there listening that uh, think it's too late to join a sport team, it's not. Um, you might not be able to serve as many years as like as if you started earlier, but you could still join. It's way better than nothing. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, cool. Uh, and I guess another question off of that is, what does a typical day in the life of student athlete Uche look like? <laughs> Me specifically with... Uh, balancing engineering uh crazy <laughs> um <laughs> i actually had an article here about it it was called like balancing computer science and gym- gymnastics or something like that on the engineering page Bas- yeah. basically um for undergrad it was it was such a struggle um because you prioritize your athletics um, cause like I may, like, that's my goal. That's my plan a, um, right. wh- while my plan B is getting a, a job and stuff. So, um, s- within the engineering program specifically, they do not do extensions for like exams. So I had, absolutely right. <laughs> so I had, um, uh, NCAA competition in New York, my sophomore year, I'll never forget this. They had to fly a proctor so I could take the EECS something exam, like maybe 281 or something. 
or 203 or some sort of eeks exam right so it would be on the same day but it was literally i had to take it right before my competition because that was the only gap i had and i went into that exam like you know i was stressing out and then i'm like you know i really want to do well in my sport i i'm not that i don't care but let me just try and pass this class cross my fingers and you know i just went through as much as i can um but I will say now with the master's program being online, it actually helps me. Um, I know. I can imagine, yeah. I know this whole Corona stuff makes everyone, you know, want to feel down and stuff. But you gotta always pick out the positives, and the positives for me are that I have uh, more time to do stuff. Like I can, like right now we get Corona tested um, every day, and my class is in the morning, so like. Since it's virtual, I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. to get tested. I can wake up during my class, put my class on my phone, AirPods in, walk in, get my test, and drive around, continue doing my daily tasks while in class. So it's just a huge multitasking scheme that I'm doing, basically. (laughs) For sure. And so I guess pre-COVID, would you say, like, what were the huge differences between being a master's student and being a student athlete versus being an undergrad and being a student athlete? Like you kind of alluded to the fact that you have more time, but do you think that's because that's just the nature of graduate studies? Or do you think that you've kind of mastered, you know, doing your athletics um, practices and all your commitments there alongside your academic ones? So with, the athletics like commitment it's forever changing you have bad days good days when you have a bad day your whole day is ruined you don't want to do anything it greatly affects your mentality um it's 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 a mental and a physical strain but i guess the physical strain aspect i'm used to but the mental you can't really adjust to that you're going to have you're going to feel bad one day and you're going to be really happy the other day but mm-hmm. um, as far as balance, like the difference between masters and undergrad, I would say, so like last year with pre-COVID when I was in masters, um, I honestly just felt older. <laughs> and the older you, you are, like, the more you realize um, that it's okay and like you will get through it. Like I got through undergrad and that was basically the hardest time of my life, but um, master's program, like, by that time, I under, already understood, like, how to code and how to, like, Google myself and stuff like that, so I don't really, re- right. I don't really rely on professors. The more, the, the classes that I'm taking in my master's class is more of, like, management, because the programming stuff isn't hard for me because of my background, so it's, mm-hmm a lot of less work for me um personally but i would say it's it's the the busy work is the same but you're not i'm not really learning new ideas like i feel like undergrad is all about implementing implementing and then masters is all about understanding why things work Mm -hmm. so it's just like i I already know how to implement it and so like i'm just matching like my understanding to what I've done in undergrad and saying oh wow that makes so much sense you know that no that totally makes sense I think one of the things that a lot of people might also have a question about is if 
a lot of people don't know whether they should pursue a job or grad school um, or if they should pursue a professional athletic career. So how did you come to that decision that you wanted to um, stay here for an extra couple of years, do your MSI, and how did that work in terms of eligibility for still competing with gymnastics? Do if, if people want to become a grad student, do they have to like choose to sit out a year of their undergrad? Do they automatically get another year of eligibility? Like how is that supposed to work? So um, for me, I realized my senior year, once I tore my shoulder, um, regardless, I was planning on getting a master's degree. Um, and me specifically, I'd rather school, 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 and then chill. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to start making money and then have to come back to school. Even, right. even though I might have like a, find a way to get a partnership or something to like pay for my school. But, mm-hmm. um, so what I did was, um, senior year, I tore my shoulder. And so I sat out that whole year, giving me an extra eligibility year. And I kind of put all eggs in one basket, praying that I got into uh, a master's program. I actually got into both master's of science engineering as well as master's of science information. And um, I chose information because I'm, I'm done with engineering. I'm, I'm really focusing on uh, like it would, it would be more time consuming, in my opinion, the engineering masters. And Makes so, sense, yeah. and it'll also be doing the same stuff that I've already done. And I want to learn, I want to like widen my horizon. So, um, so like I sat out a year and then all eggs in one basket and I got in the program. So now that I'm still in school, I'm able to do another year of my fifth year, um, because everyone gets one red shirt year, which is like if you get hurt or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, there's also a freshman red shirt where if you don't compete your freshman year, then you get like an extra year just because you were like, it, it's like time to grow, I guess. It's very common in football. Um, yeah. But as far as uh, that being said, like I also realized, oh, I could GSI and um, I wasn't planning on, um, I knew it would be a lot of work to GSI for my second year of master's cause I'm not on a team anymore. So no scholarship or anything. So, mm-hmm. um, I knew that this last year of master's, like I'd have to like find a way to like cover it. And, um, that being said GSI, but I was willing to like, kind of like give up or try my best to manage school GSI as well as a hundred percent every day in the gym. Um, but since COVID happened, that's one of, that's my biggest positive where since it's online, I can GSI with the times I want. Um, I can make it, I can manage it more cause I don't have to be there, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So I guess another question is, is, how are you thinking about what's next? You know, I think a lot of student athletes, especially if, you know, they're not like the star quarterback of the football team or if they're not the, you know, the, the leading scorer on, on the basketball team or even in, in, in gymnastics, if you don't feel like there's an opportunity for you to go pro, how how are you managing the decision between whether you want to go pro, whether you want to pursue a job? Do you think you can do both? Is it for everyone? What are your thoughts on that? Um, It's all like... I feel like it's all effort based. 
if you really if you really want something, if you really have a dream, you can make it come true. Like, um, my dream is to go to Olympics, um, and I'm currently working towards that goal, representing Nigeria. And mm-hmm. I had a dream of going to Olympics. Well, actually, just going to Tokyo, which happened to be in Olympics, like worked out perfectly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a coincidence. Right. Um, as I so I've been dreaming that as a little kid and spoke with my coach in sophomore year, I realized that I can represent Nigeria. So I started competing internationally for Nigeria and found out what my qualification process is. But um, I always have a plan B because that's just, I guess, in the household I grew up. Um, my dad, um, he like he's very strict on like education and like getting mm-hmm. a good degree and just want to get a job and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i planned with so i was like all right well if i want to pursue my um collegiate dreams or gymnastics dreams then i have to have a good education otherwise my dad will pull me out <laughs> so <laughs> right 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 because he doesn't he didn't care about that he only he wants to make sure that like i'm stable and i'm able to have a job um right so with effort i wanted to do both so i i feel like most most athletes here um like if if you really think you can go pro i mean you can put all your eggs in one basket um and like like i did that for gymnastics i um applied like I did the red shirt year instead of like fighting through it I got surgery and was relying on like my grades and stuff to get into the masters to continue that could have ended me right there I could have been done for the whole um like career um unless I were to pursue a another undergraduate degree which I wouldn't have because I already applied for graduation <laughs> so so like basically I don't know, it's just those, like, some people put all their eggs in one basket, some people spread it out, I believe both can work, but one is more effort than the other, and if you're willing to put in the effort, then, yep, and that's one of, that's one of the downfalls with Corona, because I was expecting that my first year of Masters would be the last year of gymnastics, because, like, Olympics would have already happened, like, I was already prepping, like, Corona hit a week before I was flying out to qualifications. So like that would have been that would have been my like do or die. My if I'm if I qualify then that's gymnastics and then everything else is gone. Um Yeah. But then now I have another year, so now it I guess it worked in a way where I'm graduating with my masters at the same time as knowing whether or not I'm going to um go to Olympics or not. So Yeah. I guess that's a real testament to, you know, if you just trust the process, everything will work itself out in the end. And that's what Michigan and my coach says. We have it on the wall. Like, those who stay, you have to trust the process. So that's what I live by. Yeah. And so do you think that a lot of people maybe neglect a part of having a plan B? Or do you think a lot of people are really aware that a plan B is a thing? Because I feel like when I look at all of my student-athlete friends – um, not many of them have the idea of a plan B and they're like, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it, which I think is a lot harder, um, especially with the way recruiting works for the type of white collar jobs 
a lot of Wolverines might want to pursue. So, like, how how do you think people are thinking about that? Um, I just had a thought in my mind. I kind of forgot it. But I just think that, let's see. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Like, when people, like, so, like making it to college-level athletics could be your end goal, could be the guy's dream come true. Right. So yeah. if that's if that's where your dream ends, then congratulations, you know, you finished what you wanted to do. Um, and I, I personally believe, um, like, I know that, like, I wanted to get this degree so that if anything happens and I pick gymnastics, like, when I pick gymnastics, like, over school and, like, my as my lifestyle, um, athletics does not last forever. So I want to fall back on something that I want to, you know, do and work. I want to have plans for when – I'm just planning ahead for when the career, like, is over because specifically speaking of gymnastics, I can break a leg. I can get hurt, land on my neck. Any – like every single day I could something like that can happen and like a freak accident and I could be done with my athletics and if that's the case I'd want to have something to that the second thing that makes me happy you know Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure and even then like father time always catches up with athletes you know like even with like all the professional NBA and NFL players and athletes and other sports you know there aren't many sports where you can go till the normal retirement age. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point, like for basketball or football players, late thirties, early forties, like you have to figure out what you want to do next. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. I think that's a really good point. Last thing is um, what types of resources do you think are available uh, on campus for students that want to pursue being a student athlete or for student athletes out there like what types of things do you think a student athlete or a prospective one might not know about that they can really help um their athletics or their academics so as an athlete you're given a lot of sources uh resources sometimes it could be too much information and you don't know what to do with it um i would say when you're just starting actually like pay attention to at least some of those meetings that we have. Um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because it's like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And you you realize that, like, the school is here to help you. Like, we have tutoring abilities. Like, uh, we have tutors for class, like, for computer science. Like, I was getting tutored up until my sophomore year. I believe that's, like, each I was getting tutored up until like X two eighty one, where I realized that it won't really help me as much anymore because there's mm-hmm. no prompt; it's all your own mind. But exactly up until that point, like the first few years of school is really hard because those are like the weeding out classes, and um, tutors help. Like I know there's a lot um, going on in a student athlete's mind, but like you need to keep up a good GPA in order to do your sport. And you just have to remember that your sport is a, it's a privilege, not a right. So yeah, like you're blessed to be able to do this. So, and in order to continue your athletic dreams, you have to 
uh, like continue, like abide by the um, school rules of having a good GPA. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You have to pass, otherwise you can't compete. So. Yeah. Uh, are those tutoring resources that you said? Are they like specific to student athletes, or are they like? Yeah. General resources that anyone can access. Yeah, like um so student athletes we have this building the AC the the Ross Academic Center. Um Ross the guy like Ross School of Business that building mm-hmm. like that like so he donated a bunch of money to help fund uh student ath- elite tutoring. So like we have tutors that are like paid for for us. Um, and if you're not a student athlete, like you can still get tutoring, but you'd pay for it yourself. Right. So it's like, we just have like a free tutoring resource that, um, all student athletes should like use. Um, as a freshman, I think you're required to like go there and study a little bit, like a certain amount of hours a week. So I just, I just continued doing that. So. Gotcha. Yeah, no, for sure. So last thing is what piece of advice do you have for anyone that on campus uh, that wants to achieve their dreams, whether it's athletic or academic? You know, you were talking about the idea of, you know, those who stay will be champions and uh, not always have thinking that you should put your eggs in one basket. So what what underlying thing do you think uh, can help people get motivated, especially during a time like this when everyone's like, ah, everything's on hold. What's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, we're Nike, right? Where that's our, our gear. So just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like, that's literally what I live by. Like, if you really have a dream, dreams come true only with a lot of work. Um, it's not all talent, like work that like as much like if you put more work in something, you will surpass talent. I've heard about that and I've seen it in my own eyes. And so um, I would say, like, chase your dreams. Um, It's never too late. So, but, like, every decision you make, every moment that you step out of your bed, it counts. So make sure that you're working toward helping yourself reach that goal. Amen. 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 Well, well, that's all, Uche. Thank you so much for being a guest on Wolverine-ish. And um, we will see you in the next episode. Bye, Uche. Take care. Thank you.